Hello and welcome to the Inner <laughs> Gamer. Week 20 Friday. Filthy little no. hobbits. They stole it from us. What the fuck <laughs> just happened? Hello and welcome to the Inner <laughs> Gamer. Friday. Week 20. It's Friday. And wow. What a week has it been. That's all I can say. You're yeah. a liar. I, I, I don't want to play that. Thief. That. It's been a long week. Is oh, it is Friday actually for us. We're recording. On, holy crap! It's been a long ass week, guys. Man, sorry, I'm I'm into voices this week. Yes. So by the time you guys yeah. listen to this, it's we will be at voices. PAX. Yeah, live. P A X. Well, this isn't the, live. Well, this isn't live, but, but uh, you could say to this, so we'll be we're going to be PAXing. <laughs> so good. Oh. Um, <laughs> I got to go PAX for my road trip. Uh-huh. Ah, that's good. Okay. I <laughs> hope we pack a punch. Uh, wait, you I'm actually gonna, said the word. I know. <laughs> hey, when I'm there, I'm gonna pack the mic to you. Uh, oh. I'm awesome, Morales. <laughs> I'm Brett. Don't just Pax say your name. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. I know. I'm Travis <laughs> Paxamer. Paxamer. <laughs> And you're listening still to awesome, the, inner gamer. <laughs> the inner pack mer. Yeah. <laughs> inner gamer week twenty for your video game podcast. Packs the liquor. Yeah, I that's like that. good. That's I like good. That. Um, we're gonna talk about news today <laughs> yeah. and a bunch of random stuff, which we've already been doing. Yeah, the we last did that three minutes. So yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, so uh, yeah, we got we jumped the gun. Yeah, cue the music. Um, no, wait, no. <laughs> Shit. Okay, cue the music. <laughs> cue the music. Welcome to the Gamer. And welcome back. So now we're going to do some good old news stories. First up, PlayStation released what is coming out in February. And I'm super excited. I almost bought this game. <laughs> I almost got us to buy this game the other day. And it was actually on sale during Black Friday. The, the whole the whole deluxe edition with every expansion and everything. There's literally been about four times where I almost <laughs> clicked the button to buy this right? game. And then it's, one day I had to put my credit card in. I was like, I don't want to do that much work. <laughs> so you're like, screw this work. Yeah. <laughs> screw this work for all the fun games I'm about to have. No, so first up, Hell Divers is coming out for PlayStation 4, PlayStation what, 3, what? and PS Vita. So, be excited. I feel like this is a great PS Vita game. I, I want to get a Vita so bad now. I almost got it just for this to get this game. Yeah. Because I feel like it's a perfect, like, I know it's perfect. Well, I know it's going to be perfect because we can do, isn't it same screen co-op? Probably. I really I'm haven't looked sure into it, it is. too much. Well, we'll find out in February when we get it for free. Oh, you know what? I think it's two-person co-op. That's the just screen. fine. Right? Well, we, got we need more than that. So. Yeah. Well, that's true. There yeah. The next up, Nom Nom Galaxy for PS4 is coming out. So I remember a long time ago, not very a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, yep. I was listening to well, Idle Thumbs, and Chris Remo was talking about how into the these games he is, these, these pixel junk games, and how great they were. So I like followed them on the interwebs. And uh, added them to my wish list on Steam, but never bought one because it looked like it was something <laughs> they have these I wouldn't on Steam? like. Wow, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah, there's tons of those games. There's like six or seven of them. <laughs> they come out all a day. like nom nom <laughs> something. And, really? Yeah, and uh, huh. they all have the same like look to them. But I don't know. Apparently, they're really good. The reviews are great, but I just can't get past right. the fact that it looks it, like it, a platform I don't want to play. I just watched a little, little trailer. It looks like a Mario game, but like a little better, more stylized. Like uh, yeah. more refined Mario. Yeah, type I love. Game, like, there's a lot of good cool. colors going on, but yeah, like if I was a kid, I totally love that game. But dude, I, I just, I'm, I'm glad that these kind of games come out for PlayStation Four and stuff like that. But I'm like, man, you should really keep this on the Vita, the Vita. You know, yeah. Like these are Vita games. These are these aren't PlayStation games, right? So like even got the uh, Taken Home or Gone right? Home. No, not Got Home. Oh, Grown Home. Oh, Grow Home, yeah. Like even I think even that would be a great Vita game. I think so. So, I don't know. They have a Vita. They might as well just have exclusive content for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I, I got all excited because I was looking, and when I found this article you put up there about the PS Plus thing, I was like, I wonder what Xboxes are. So I looked up Xboxes, 
I was so disappointed because the first thing I saw on the <laughs> header cover was Gears of War 2. And I was like, oh, sweet. I can play Gears of War 2 on my Xbox One. No, it's for 360 only. What the fuck? Yeah. So the one that's Are coming, you kidding me? You know what they're going to bring out for... Uh, you know oh my god! You know what they're bringing out for um, the, Please, uh, the Xbox One? It's yeah. that game, Sticks, that they brought out. The Masters of Shadows that they brought out not too long ago for P- PlayStation Plus. No way. And I'm like, I tried like three minutes of that <laughs> game and I was really bored. Dude, there's... So- okay, I'm not good. Yeah, not well, moving on. Xbox has been really good at bringing out some great free games on the 360. <laughs> but Well, so has PlayStation 4. Like, yeah, well, that's Mass true. Effect. Yeah, the PS3 two came out for PS4. Yeah. So like now, if you're a kid and you have just got a PS3 or Xbox 360, you're getting free games out the ass. Good games. Yeah, really good games. Good last gen games. Anyway, so uh, the other ones coming out would be Persona 4 Area and Ultimax for PS3, Grid Autosport for PS3, Lemmings Touch for PS Vita, and Nova 111 for PS4, PS3, PS Vita. I don't know what Nova 111 is. I don't either. I haven't heard of that. I have it in this article. So, hurry now because it will soon end. Hardware Rivals for PS4 will end. Grim Fandango Remastered for PS4. Dragon Age Origins for PS3. Metal of Honor Warfighter for PS3. Nihilumbra for PS Vita. And History Legends of War for PS Vita. All about to be taken off for some great, great games that I am super excited about. So, that's all I got for you there. Cool. Well, I have an article that my coworker sent me a couple days ago about um, this research company called Superdata. They brought out their 2015 PC gaming stats and about how much money each game made by revenue. Mm. And uh, League mm. of Legends was at the top of that list, and it pulled in that makes sense a whopping 1.6 billion dollars last year, a free-to-play game, 1.6 billion dollars. Dang, yeah, that's a lot. So um, by itself, and then following that was Crossfire with 1.1 billion. I've never heard of Crossfire in my life, but it's a free MMO. Either. Cool. So it's one of those games. All right. Um, Must be shitty. And then Dungeon, <laughs> Dungeon Fire Online pulled in 1.05 billion, which is another MMO, and then that's free to play. And then there's uh, World of Warcraft, of course, brought in 1,814 million still. Somehow, still 814 million. 800? 814. 14 million dollars. Yes. Holy fuck. Yeah. What did Destiny bring in? That's what I want to know. Destiny's on here. However, uh, Dota 2 did bring in 238 million. That's uh, number eight on the list. Counter Strike Global Offensive was 221 million at number nine. And then Grand Theft Auto V was number 10 at 205 million. Wow. So free to play games are carrying the top of the ranks. Is, which is what about Heroes? Ironic. Heroes isn't on here. Really? No. I'm curious to know what they got. Yeah. And then they got mobile games, 10. which is kind of interesting. Um, no, not interested. Yeah, Clash of Clans, <laughs> Game of War, anything yeah. you see on television it's basically, is basically yeah. is going to be Yeah. Well, when you get a hot blonde chick with giant boobs to, right. to be in an ad for you with other guys who are all like fucking mongrels and shit, now you here, got the money. Here's a good one here. This is the top grossing console games by revenue in 2015. These are only digital sales. So it doesn't count physical copies. But uh, Advanced Warfare was at the top of the list with $355 million, and then FIFA, and then Grand Theft Auto, and then Destiny was number four. So that tells you where Destiny was. Destiny pulled oh. in... Uh, two hundred ninety-one million dollars last year in digital-only sales. So, wow! Yeah, I wonder what Halo Four is now. Halo is not on this list, by the way. <coughs> Star Wars Battlefront is on this list. They made one hundred six million dollars in digital sales. So, and huh. it's funny because okay, so here's here's a list of uh, companies that has the top ten. Please tell me, Activision, Electronic Arts. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there's one game with uh, there's one that's Take Two Interactive that's Grand Theft Auto and then Bethesda for Fallout. Everybody else is Activision or Electronic Arts. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So combined total of a bazillion dollars. Yep. A piece. Crazy. Jeez. They dominate Jeez. the console market. I miss dominate I miss, domination. I miss when there was actual like what is it called? Two companies have to compete against each other. Competition. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't think of it, man. <laughs> when two companies have to compete against each other, they, yeah, competition. competition. <laughs> All right. Like I said uh, before in the intro, it's been a long week. Or maybe you said that. I don't know. Someone said that. Cool. That should be the title of this episode. Like 
competition something funny i don't know how, do, how can we make that something yeah that's perfect competition something funny <laughs> yeah okay uh it's ironic anyway you good yeah yeah brett done do you like mods i sure i used to do you like bethesda no i must stop asking you questions now <laughs> i quickly know where this is going anyway if you like mods and you like bethesda and you really like fallout 4 and you like consoles and you like consoles you might be happy to know that mods will be coming soon, quote unquote, to the consoles. Soon, which means so, in fall of 2016. <laughs> which means like whenever the fuck they want to bring it out. So someone twittered, or twittered, tweeted uh, Bethesda and was like, hey, when are we going to get these mods out? And they were like, soon. <laughs> That's literally what they told them. <laughs> so it's kind of like shitty news, but, you know, they're, they're hoping to get them out as soon as possible. And I hope they do come out really soon because, man, like I've modded my my Fallout like crazy, crazy. But, you know, it's kind of like do it yourself type thing where like, OK, the community gets to create like an application that helps you put the, the mods in and then uploads them to the actual game and like plays it. In yeah. It. But like this, they have to like do that for us. So they have to get, you know, they have to build an interface system that handles that really exactly. well. And makes it easy for, makes it noobish for the console players. Yeah, exactly. It's just Sorry, plug and play. Players. Yeah. Plug and play. And no issues. Like that's the problem. That's a, that's a hard thing to do. That is. That's really hard. Because you can't just be like, oh, is this working? This work? Oh, it doesn't work. My game crashes. All right. So let's take this out. You know, it's just yeah. a whole other, which I really don't know how they're going to do that. Like they yeah. have to like have dedicated, well, they haven't even brought the development kit out yet, so that right. that's like a whole other which is funny slew of things yeah. that could happen. So yeah. I don't know how. I'm sure they're gonna have someone that's like, oh, these all work together really well, and these are like some of the primo mods. So let's put those out, and then yeah, that's exciting to me though because if they can figure this out well, uh-huh. then. I hope to see other companies jump on that bandwagon again because I feel like the modding scene has kind of died off a lot oh, than, yeah. from what it used to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was a lot more involved in it back in the day. But, like, in the early days of... I say early days, but <laughs> in the early 2000s and stuff like that, it was huge. Like, everybody in and their dog was doing it. and everybody's bringing out modding tools like oh, every yeah. every game brought out a map editor where you can make your own custom maps like Call of Duty had it Battlefield had it StarCraft had it like everybody Doom was putting it. it out Doom had it yeah everybody and now they don't do that no, ever they don't at all and like Fallout the only reason people do it is because they can get access to the source code really easily I guess Oh and yeah, that's well, how that process works, and then somebody yeah. built that interface that can lay on. Yeah, top well, they still of need it, a developer kit to do a lot of things, but right. they're able to accomplish a lot already. I'm sure, yeah, like like damn, a lot. Like to do total conversions, you're going to need probably the developer oh, kit yeah. of some kind. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. someone already created a mod where it creates a uh, autumn and spring and fallout, or autumn and summer, or something like that. Uh, yeah, so it's that's like really cool. cool to see that change. Which I haven't put that mod in yet, but yeah, it's legit. That's cool. Anyway, I'm excited to see what happens. There's a quote here. I'll read it to you. Uh, a quote said, we want to do this in a new way, in, in a way that's easy. Hines said, this is not about, this is not about you have to have a PC. You have to do it yourself. The idea is to go and play the game. There's a menu option. Click blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. Just like you were saying. Yeah. So that's good. Hopefully it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'll make it easy. I mean, if they don't, it's basically going to crash and burn. So yeah. that they can't afford that. Yeah. So I mean, just do what Steam did. Yeah. Yeah, though it's Steam Workshop. Yeah. But that's on PC, though, so that's, like, different. Still. But they yeah. kind of, like, there's some sort of filter there with yeah. people making mods for it. Why if you go on the Nexus, like, everything is just everything, you know? Right. And things didn't work, and some things worked with other things and didn't work with some. I don't know. It's confusing. Right. So, anyway. Cool. Moving on. Uh, so, Sony has taken their computer entertainment company, Sony Computer Entertainment, which I remember I used to see all the time on the PlayStation 1, and they kind of stopped using that logo to like open up the game console and stuff. And then they're also going to take their Sony Network Entertainment company and combine them to be Sony Interactive Entertainment, which I feel like this is a sign of the change in times in that we had a company called Sony Computer Entertainment for a console system, <laughs> and now... That's kind of weird. Yeah, 
And then we have Sony Network Entertainment, which like nobody knows what that means. But now Sony Interactive is like covers the whole spectrum. And so they're going to use this to be um, basically it's going to be the research and development and sales group for the PlayStation, as well as hardware, software, network services and other content. So these guys are going to be the ones that develop anything and everything related to PlayStation. So PlayStation, PlayStation VR, PlayStation headsets, PlayStation this. That's the crew that does it all. So yeah, it'll make it make life easier for him. So business Legit. stuff, all that good stuff. Well, I see what happens. It's because I grew up with that stuff, you know. I just kind of it's just nostalgia now. Yeah, it's like no, I want to keep it because I love it. Exactly, but that shit always changes all the time. Oh yeah, so totally totes my goats. Anyway, so Homefront's coming out soon. Yes, sooner the revolution than, made by sooner Crytek. than you think. I watched some uh, when gameplay is it out? trailers. Is it of February it? or March. Uh, let me go down in this article. May 17th. I was way off. Way, way off. It's okay. That's what I'm here for. So, Homefront Revolution will have at least a year's worth of free DLC, but there's already some controversy surrounding the way the game's played. So, you can buy, so, quote, well, this is my quote, like a loot crate thing a little microtransaction and it gives you like certain items like gear like a random gear drop type thing just like in destiny or not destiny um halo 5 where you get those booster packs or whatever well that sucks yeah one uh they go on to um let's see blah 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 where is it damn buster studios the developer of homefront uh that was crytek uh, it says, Dan Buster, who's developer of Homefront Revolution, has said Uh-oh. it plans to support the upcoming first-person shooter with free content for at least a year after launch. I bet Crytek is publishing it. Probably. That's probably what it is. Probably. Anyway, so they they say that if you they don't want that song. I'll do what I want to. That was a song from the old days. <laughs> ah, shit. Lisa Loeb. I no think. flashback. No flashback. Yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Hate anyway, anyway, keep going. So they're saying that you know, if you want to play the game, all the content's there. But if you don't have the time to play the game to get all the content, you can just pay money to get the stuff, which is exactly what everyone else does. And it just kind of pisses me off that they're doing that. Like, oh, it's pay to win. They're like, no, it's not pay to win because all the stuff's in there, so you can get it <laughs> it's yourself. Just pay it's just, to progress. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's pay to progress. So, so but we've yet to see. You don't have to play the game. You just pay money. And exactly. Then, you don't play the game. I mean, it's, we, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we've yet to see like how this is all going to, you know, turn out to be, but like, yeah, it's just, it just doesn't bode well from what has happened in the past. So to like, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to go well for this. Like it's just another one of those things. It's another one of those things. There's a quote. They pay a little bit of money, but they're not getting anything that's exclusive to them. Well, it's fine, but like still, <laughs> Like, you're still paying the win, or st- paying the play, in a way. Everything that's available in the game is available for free, and even after release, we're going to continue by delivering missions, drip-feeding them into the community for at least a year. <laughs> There's also going to be new content delivered for free. Players are going to have lots of stuff to dig their teeth into. We're not doing any sort of packs. We're not making map packs or anything like that. Also, we've done... with. Also, we are done with the mission. We're going to release it. The community could go ahead and play it, and we're going to keep doing that for at least a year after release. And they have a well, resistance mode. So that's kind of cool. We'll see. I liked Homefront. <laughs> I thought it was a really cool concept. I just thought the right. game was really bad. Oh, yeah. It was awful. <laughs> I, mean, it was, it, I played it and finished it, but it was... It was a struggle to get through, but just because... I mean, it was really quick, too. It was like five hours long, I think. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. very long, but... no. I, I love the idea behind it, just not the execution. So I'm hoping this is executed better. Yeah, I saw some of the gameplay. It looks cool. And when they were talking about it in it, they were saying that you it's kind of a guerrilla tactics. Like you can't just like you're completely outpowered and outmanned. So you have to do like little mood maneuvers here and there and run away and come back and run away and come back, you know? Like you don't you cannot just stay there and like do stuff. And I think you can craft too on the fly. I could really? be wrong. So like you need to create a bomb like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you can because like uh, other people will like draw fire while you scavenge for stuff. 
so you can create a bomb. Yeah. And like throw it at a tank or something, you know? That's cool. So I, I like the general concept. I think this is something that could be really like, it could be better than home, uh, than, uh, the division type thing. Cause it takes like real Whoa. skill Watch and tactics. There. Why? Cause they're different games. I know. Pretty different. Well, no. Well, very different. They aren't, they're completely different games entirely. Well, I know, but the way, yeah. like the, the look of it of like, you know, here's two kind of co-op geek games. I guess it's on the front of it being an FPS co-op game. One, you just run in and shoot people. And when you have to actually use tactics, I mean, they both have tactics, but one, you can like go in and just like plant yourself down and, and fire. Yeah. That works. Only when you have to like, oh shit, I can't. I gotta do here, and then I gotta go there, and then I gotta go over there. Like, seems like a lot more planned out. Yeah. You know, the environment seemed a lot more open, and a lot more verticality, and just like running through stuff. From what I saw. Are you talking about the home division? Front. Oh, you're talking about. Oh, I thought you said because there's a lot of verticality in division too. There is some. That you were saying, yeah. but like what I was seeing was like yeah. constant. Well, it's diff- it's so different though the way they design it though because <laughs> the revolution is not an MMO. And the division basically is. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they're designing for different types of game style, gameplays and stuff yeah. like that. So there's going to be a pretty significant difference in like they ha- have less ability to make the height and the 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 things you were talking about. And that, that's what I'm afraid about. More the stuff there. The whole MMO feeling is kind of like yeah. You go here, you kill them, you take it back, and you finish the quest, you get said item. And you go up a little level. It's That's like, what I'm worried about too. It's just a whole rinse and repeat. I just feel like it's gonna be a lot of grinding. Well, I mean, the story may be interesting, sure, but if the story's interesting, I'm fine with That's that. That's good, yeah. I'm but fine it's with like because like Nathan Drake was. I mean, I just finished the Drake, uh, 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 Nathan Drake collection. Yeah, and it's the same thing over and over again. But those moments in between, where point A to point B, like I just bullshit through all that, get to that really awesome moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, cool. If it's like that, I'm happy with it. Take technically. I hope so. Me too. I hope Me so. Too. Um. So wait, but Homefront kind of seems like a battlefield type game with more like tactics in it. Okay. Sense. It. I get, I don't know. I want to say it's uh, Rainbow Six Siege meets Battlefield, but I don't. I don't know if that's highly accurate. Could be interesting. Just saying. Yeah. Except you're not slow. You're like running around. Right. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Moving on. Okay. Um, another beer. You are. You want one? Sure. Cool. Okay. So my story is on Destiny and Destiny players. I don't know who those people are, but those Destiny players out there are getting restless for new content. An analyst says, and uh, so there's a rumor that. Destiny 2, or actually not a rumor, is slated that Destiny 2 is supposed to come out this year at some point, towards fall or whatever, but now there's talks that it may be delayed into 2017. So people are, they're expecting that in order for people, for Destiny to stay alive, they have to release some kind of content this year. They just have to. And it's got to be something that's on the size of a Taken King kind of expansion, because otherwise they're dead in the water. I mean, they're not going to be dead in the water, but they're going to have some struggles. So what they're doing is there, there's rumors that they're struggling to survive already. Yeah. So the rumor is destiny two is going to get delayed into 2017 and we're going to get some kind of expansion in between that, which is going to suck for them because I have last I read, they basically dropped everything to focus on destiny two and just bring out these little, community events and microtransactions to hold people over exactly until destiny two was done. That article that could talk may not happen. Released to like, you know, like right after destiny came out, like they were already sinking. Like they were yeah. just trying to repair themselves all the way up to the taken King. And now they're like, well, we have to really focus on, you know, to you now. So like, it makes sense that it would be delayed, but like, I just don't see them. I mean, if everything is true about the whole like system they made or program they made to like develop destiny, like in a 10 year thing or whatever. No, no, no. Like the program that actually creates destiny. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. The world. Oh, how it takes forever. For yeah. Them, but, yeah. If that is true. There's no way that they can focus on two things at once. Just no way they can't do it. It is impossible. Unless yeah, things have been made so. from what we know right now, if anything has changed, we don't know about it, but I'm just saying like, I don't see them. I can see I can see Destiny just completely bombing, and like I don't know, I don't know. A lot of people like it, so I don't know. I could be wrong, but from my like, from what I see and what I've known, 
yeah i don't know how well how destiny's well a lot like call of duty you know it's but it's, just, us, it's the first we iteration. have moved on and nobody else has because <laughs> it was the best selling weird. game of 2015 weird. apparently right yeah yeah so that's the weird thing is that but they've been marketing that game forever so they know how to market that shit well, they don't even have to market anymore. They could have just brought out a new Call of Duty this year and everybody would have bought I it. I would like to see someone do that. Like, oh, by the way, we're going to, like, two, three months in advance. Like, oh, we're going to release this right now. <laughs> Who was I listening to today? They were saying that they're thinking that somebody might do that this year. Like, just announce something and then a couple weeks Probably later just drop it. P.S. I love you. It might have been. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about that. Oh, they were talking about how... Uh, Mass Effect, is that what it was? I think they were talking about doing a oh. Mass, Mass Effect Master Collection. Yes. And if they were bring out a Master Collection, if they were smart, what they would do is they bring that out. Well, they said they thought maybe they'll bring out a Master Collection, then a couple of weeks later just like drop the new Andromeda. That'd be awesome. I don't awesome. think they should do that, though, because I like what Nathan Drake did, which was let's bring out Nathan Drake Collection, and then that'll give Leading people up. time to catch up. Yeah. Or and or play it over again and remember what so happened. It'd be, it'd be a remastered edition. Yeah, I would probably play a Mass Effect remastered edition. Yeah, I think I could do that. Honestly. If the first one it was looked a really good, fucking awesome game. Yeah, it was all. Yeah, it was great. But I mean, looking back now, the mechanics are pretty. The first game's mechanics are pretty bad. Yeah, because that was one of those games that like they did better in Mass Effect Three, but Mass Effect One is very, very, very. The word I'm looking for is escaping me. <laughs> very, very, very small scale. Yes, like it you is. Walk, like you land, you get in the ship, you land somewhere, and that space that you're in is so small. Like is. The map is not very big anywhere you go. And that was a struggle. I mean, for being like not linear, linear. It's very linear. Yeah, exactly. Or for being linear. so like open world-esque, I guess you can say. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things I have a problem with nowadays. Like, with The Witcher coming out and Fallout 4 coming out, it's like, fuck those things, those games. But, man, yeah. those Cinemax are so good. I don't know if they still hold up now, you know, but definitely back then, oh yeah, they were, like, life... Oh, not life-changing, but <laughs> they were... If they remaster it well, then it could be pretty awesome, but I don't know if they're going to do that. Nah, I don't think it's good. But that would be one of those things that I think would be a good just, like, I, oh, hey, guess what? Yeah. We have a remastered Mass Effect coming out. We don't know when Andromeda's coming out, but check this out. Bam, next week. Next, drop it. <laughs> next week. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I would probably buy it, but then regret it. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, this. these aren't... Like, yeah, because with Nat, Nathan Drake, for you, like, I mean, had you already played it and then bought that again, you probably would have regretted that. Yeah, no, for But sure. you hadn't played Nathan Drake, so you wanted a chance to play it. Yeah. And, and it was I good. gave it to you. I mean, you got a little bit of a boost in graphics and stuff like that. And well you well worth again. everything. Like, yeah. the cutscenes were fucking awesome. Especially the third one. Holy shit. Those things look good. Really? Like... If those look good, I can only imagine what the new one's going to look like. Oh, it's going to look like, phenomenal. Those were almost, those were pretty close to photorealistic for a PlayStation 4 game. Blown away, man. Well, for a PlayStation 3 game, that was just like... Well, up, I mean, they remastered it, so it's basically a PlayStation 4 game. Uh, yeah, but the t- I don't think they still... It's, I mean, it's I, definitely haven't, got, I haven't done a It's going to show its age. I haven't done a It's going to show its age. Like, no, it looked good, man. Yeah. yeah, it looked real good. Yeah, like I was impressed. Well, I mean, comparatively speaking to Uncharted Four. When oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, You'll that's be like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. This, well, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, because well, we'll they're gonna have like way higher resolution textures and stuff that they're gonna throw in there. And oh, like well, that, that's so. what we hope. I don't know. Apparently, the, they downgraded the graphics already. Like, why do you do that to Cry us? Me a river. Why the? F- that really pisses me off. <laughs> As someone has a PC. And I see some really awesome graphics. I want to know that I'm going to get those awesome graphics. They got to get, get that 60 frames per second, man. No, fuck that, man. They can't like, do what they the need PC can to do. Stop doing that they shit. They can't do what the PC can I do. I want to know what I'm going to get. Like, don't play the whole sleight of hand. Like, oh yeah, look here's the game with Thomas. Uh, like, no, they can't just put up there. Oh, this is real in-game footage. Yeah, if you had two PlayStations running one game, you know. <laughs> yeah. Fucked up. Anyway. Cool. My um, rant for the day. Oh, wait, shit. I'm next. Now you're next. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for taking over my story, man. <laughs> my bad. Do you want to finish that? Or? No, I'm done. You're good? Okay, good. Just take over your story next time, too. Just kidding. Uh, so, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is coming out with a game. Can you believe that? No. That's that's crazy. I know. It's kind of cool. So, I apparently, good. someone leaked some images or something, and uh, yeah, it's coming out. Like, they just released a trailer. Um, 
And it actually doesn't look too bad. It's kind of like a, a Telltale looking game, but yeah. like a little better graphics than that. Like more rendering and stuff, more 3D looking. I can't really set my finger on like what it, what a good style of it is. Best I can okay. think is Telltale. But less less comic booky and more like digital 3D stuff. <laughs> anyway, it looks cool. I mean, you get to play all the Ninja Turtles, it seems like. And I mean, there's a story with it. So, I mean, that's all we really know. It just literally just came out. So, I don't know. It's something I might be into. Who knows? Well, they, well they did say the you see the updates here where it's coming out in summertime. Oh, yes, it's coming out in summertime. Thank you. Yeah. And it's gonna be in Manhattan. It's gonna Yeah, oh it's in Manhattan. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles colon. Oh, and four player four player co op. Bam, look at that. That's cool. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see what what's coming out. There's one of those just surprises that <laughs> popped out of nowhere. Oh, I like that you have customizable skills, yeah. That's cool. Right? No. Awesome. Yes, sir. I'm all about that. I'm all about that life. Okay, so Star Wars Battlefront, everybody. Oh, so oh, oh, oh. Star Wars Battlefront has had like nothing happening other than Battle of Jakku for a long time. And we were like, what are we going to get? When is this going to happen? What are the season passes going to include? Well, now we know a little bit. So as of today, no, yesterday. Was it today or yesterday they brought this out? It was today. It was today. Yeah, because I played some Battlefront today, and I was like, oh, this is all new. And yeah. <laughs> I played the DL44, and I was like, this is... Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. No, it was yesterday. They actually dropped it. Okay. So it says this Well, Wednesday. I played it today. Yeah, yeah. So they brought out a new free update. So they're planning on... Yeah. They're saying that they're going to bring out new <laughs> updates over the next three months. Free updates over the next several months. I don't want to play that now. So that's cool. But uh, So this new update brought out the Tatooine survival map... That will now support the blast, droid run, and drop zone, hero hunt, and heroes yeah. and villains mode. And it's called Raider Camp. Brought out new Hoth-themed outfits for Skywalker and Han Solo. Yeah. Um, it's going to give players the ability to create private matches, which makes playing with friends even easier. I kind of like this idea. If you have a yes. number of friends, you can get yeah. together and be like, let's just play a match, but well, not have to have, have a server. You can only have eight. Yeah, which is fine. You know, 4v4 oh, yeah. on... I mean, you can't do supremacy, but you can do like some... Quick little like. I mean, if you could do hero or whatever, hero, hero hunt, yeah, hero, or not hero, 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 heroes versus villains, right, dude. Okay, Han Solo and Boba Fett are like the best heroes. Everyone else sucks. Princess Leia is pretty good. The Emperor is okay. I hate Princess Leia, but I can't figure her out. Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker are super underpowered. Like yeah. they die so fast. Did it's they change out with the new update, or have you tried it? I haven't tried it. All right. I played that like two days ago, and I was like, holy shit, they get murdered first. So they're also bringing uh, daily challenges and community events, which I like, because they did a community event not too long ago, and it was really successful. So they're going to try and do that to rally people around certain goals and objectives, and they can earn credits and unlock things even faster. So it gives you more incentive yes. to jump in and play every once in a while. Yeah, yeah and I like it. And they did some balancing tweaks, which one several of the things, they changed several things. One of the things is they made... Boba Fett not as powerful. He's they nerfed him a little bit. I don't know in what way though. Yeah, I, I guess it's his well, power. he can't shoot as far. His distance is diminished, and um, there's supposed there's to be a, a distance guy. I know. Uh, uh, they okay. also nerfed the DL44. Thank you. I'm yeah, finally happy about bit. that. So that's that's a good thing. <laughs> I like so how I just got it, and now they just nerf it. The like, <laughs> fuck! I don't even get a chance. All that work. But, uh, <laughs> they, yeah, like morale's got it. Morale's got it. Nerf it. Nerf it now. <laughs> so in addition to that, in February, we're going to get a brand new Hoth multiplayer map and a new survival mission on Hoth. And in addition, in March, we're going to get a new indoor multiplayer map and a Tatooine survival map. So that's the free content we're going to get over the next three months. Now, we also have announcements on what the season pass is going to be um, up until the last one, which they haven't announced yet. But the first... Pass you're gonna get is in March 2016. It's called Battlefront Outer Outer Rim. Yeah, you're gonna fight among the factories of Solist and battle within Jabba the Hutt's palace on Tatooine. Okay, one second. What the fuck? Who? Where is Solist ever in this? Oh wait, is that Cloud City? Solist is the uh, the place that has the lava slash. Oh, I know. Steam stuff. But I don't remember that ever in the first trilogy. Oh, dude, I have no idea. I'm not a Star Wars guy. Solist is a completely new planet to me. Unless yeah. I'm like oblivious to where this is. We don't have to look it up now. Let's yeah, just... I can't look it up because I don't want to destroy this yeah, thing. Yeah, no. no, no. Um, I think Solus. <sighs> I don't remember. No, I don't remember it's any. It's from place. the original trilogy, though. Yeah. Um, Unless it was Cloud City. 
No, I don't think it's Cloud City. Here, I'll look it up right now. No, 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 no. This is important that we do this. Stop it. This is so important. Continue this. This is your fault, man. You brought this up. I know. I was just asking a rhetorical question. Okay, so. Solist. Yes. Was a barren obsidian world of lava streams and turquoise lakes, native fauna, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's not what I want to know. It was a planet located in the Solus system of the Outer Rim Territories that was home to the Solus species. Well, this is a, too much information. I don't want to know that. I just want to know. I tell you, you're not going to get the infor- not going to get the droids you're looking for. Ah, get it. <laughs> Wait, you what? <laughs> not going to find the droids you're looking for. It was first mentioned on screen by Darth Vader himself in The Return of the Jedi during a report to the Emperor. Vader was informing his master a large rebel alliance fleet was amassing near the planet as a precursor to their assault on Endor's forest moon. Solus is located in the Outer Rim and is a barren volcanic planet. While the planet itself is somewhat unremarkable, it is of high strategic importance due to its galaxies, due to its galaxy-renowned shipyards. Um, so there's shipyards there. Never did. But I don't know if they ever actually... They never showed that planet. Did they go there? They never went there. I tell you right now. Never. So ever, by the time of the trilogy, Solus is a planet that hasn't chosen a side in the conflict, but the <laughs> population sympathizes with the rebellion, hence allowing them to gather a fleet in their space by the time of Return of the Jedi. That makes sense. So maybe they were outside of it, but they didn't actually go on the planet. Solus became one of the earliest planets to join the New Republic after its formation following the Battle of Endor. Um... All right, history lesson. <laughs> and then the Solistins have been seen on screen. You may remember Nia Numb, who was Lando Carlos Soil's oh, pilot. Okay. That's a Solistian. Solistian. Yep. I know what he, I know what he looks like. Okay. He's like some weird so, fish man yeah. thing. So anyway, that's Solist. Um so then we're cool. gonna have Jabba the Hutt's palace on Tatooine. Yes. So that could be interesting. Um, I hope so. And then we're also going to get my thing just refresh on me. Damn it. Why did it do that? Ha-ha. The next one, this is the one I'm really excited about. This is uh, if I actually buy it. it. Bespin. Is that how you say it? Oh, sweet. That's Cloud City. Yeah. So it's it's a hunt or be hunted in this action-packed experience set in the Cloud City of Bespin. Yes. So you'll be yes. able to do Cloud City. Okay. Now I'm getting more excited about yeah. this game. <laughs> and then that's the summertime. So then the fall you're going to be able to um, battle on the Death Star. Wait, it's is this, this is all free DLC? No, no, no. This is the this is the season pass we're talking about now. Oh, so you have man. the Outer Rim, which is Solus and Jabba the Hutt, I and you get a brand new Cloud this. City, and then you're going to get a brand new Death Star that you can fight on, which I'm is cool. Buy this, aren't I? Probably. <laughs> and then the fourth one they haven't announced yet. So they're all going to come with four maps. So you're going to have four maps in Death Star, four maps in, in Cloud City. Um, probably two maps in the factories of Solus and two in Jabba the Hutt's palace, maybe. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening. Cool. The Battlefront is bringing content out throughout the year. That should hold us over Yay. until Bat- approximately Battlefront Bat- Battlefield Five. <laughs> Yay, Battlefield Five! And then I'll never play that game again. I hope I get to play Battlefield Five. Yeah. All right. Anyway, your turn. So, Rocket League Season Two is coming out. What? What? This February with the patch. Woo! Which we don't really play Rocket League as much as we used to anymore. <laughs> but I still got my bronze status. Oh my gosh. He's so happy for that. <laughs> You're never going to get I anything. worked my ass off for that. I know you did. He was literally on the couch for like five days straight, just playing that every night. Just like, yep. Goosh, 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 goosh. Yep. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it was. So they're introducing 12 new competitive divisions. Doing what? Competitive? Com- competitive divisions. It'll take place of the current. Will take place from the current ten yeah. competitors. Right you remember competitors, right? Competitive, like when you compete, there's competitors. Do you remember that? Do you remember what I'm talking about? I hate you, Brad. <laughs> <sighs> and it will uncap the number of performers who can be ranked in the top tier, now called champion. So this is exciting. They actually posted a. Uh, posted it on their, their their Steam page. On- I don't know how excited I am about this. All players will be re-ranked, but they won't have the, to grind up through lower levels to return to the cor- uh, corresponding rank of play. Unless they rank me at like rank eight out of twelve, I'd be happy <laughs> with that. <laughs> they'll need you, they'll need to play ten placement matches, and those outcomes will plus the player data that will be transferred from the first year of the Rocket League will result in the ranking under the new system. Promotion will not be an instant thing. Psionic sa- pl- says players will be promoted after your skill has uh, risen. 
consistently to the next division up. By the same token, regulation to the lower division will not immediately occur with one or two bad losses. So that's awesome. That's good because that's a problem I always have. Because we get like four or five points and then we lose 16. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just lost more than I gained. Yeah. Like, how is yeah. this possible? Well, it sucks too because you could get paired with a bad player and then that ruins your good oh, rank. Oh, yeah. I think and you might as well just really play it by bad. yourself. Yeah. Because you know it's all so, on you. Well, no, I tried that and that's terrible because it's too easy. Well, yeah, yeah. I understand. <laughs> So season two will retain the top 100 leaderboard ranked according to skill rating. Also to less confusion, less in confusion, rank points, quote unquote, are being ditched entirely. And the ranking metric will be the uh, skill rating from now on. And this picture has, uh, they have a blue tier, a gold tier, a silver tier, and then uh, the unranked. So silver, silver tier is prospect one, prospect two, prospect three, prospect elite, the second is the gold. There's Challenger 1, Challenger 2, Challenger 3, Challenger Elite. And the next one is Rising Star, All-Star, Superstar, and Champion. Those are all blue. Cool. So I'm excited. I probably won't play as much as I used to, but I'm still excited. Yeah. I mean, it's still a game that I jump in every once in a while just to try it out and play around and stuff. So it's worth it for me. Oh, yeah. No, worth I, it. I agree. Um, so if you I, haven't got it, get it now. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. What are you waiting for? Um... So I have an interesting article. It's not gaming news, but it's related to it because Deus Ex is coming out this year. But I found this article, and it says that the U.S. military wants to spend $60 million to make cyborgs. Now, let me explain. So we have the very secretive, unknown organization named DARPA, Defense Advanced Research Products Agency. And they are working on a project that could one day yield technologically enhanced super soldiers. Uh, so this current system they're doing is called the Neural Engineering System Design. And what they're going to do is take a little tiny device and they're going to implant it in your brain, as I understand, and make it so that you can receive data quickly between the brain and electronics that you use or have or whatever. So it would basically, quote, serve as a translator, converting between the electrochemical language used by neurons in the brain and the ones and zeros that constitute the language of information technology. So one example of this in the real world would be uh, it could help compensate for deficits in sight or hearing. So if you have hearing, hearing problems a little bit or yeah. if you can't see as well, yeah. this will enhance that and make Ooh. it to where it's better. I like um, that. So it's kind of like a Wi-Fi router for your brain. With this, the idea is to have the brain connect with a computer or another device, which would allow faster access to information. So it's going to like basically superpower your brain's inability to do something by attaching it to a computer to speed up that process so that it connects that information faster and gets your brain thinking quicker, doing things faster than it normally would. Or you can control things with your mind. So... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So they're uh, they're basically making military cyborgs, and uh, obviously it's got a lot that they have to do to get there, but they're investing $60 million over the next four years. And they don't want to use this just for military. They also think that um, they could help with many other things, such as stuff in the civilian market. So imagine a world where you could just use your thoughts to control your environment, they say. That's just too much. Think about controlling control. different aspects of your home just using your brain signals or maybe communicating with your friends and your family just using neural activity from your brain. So Brett is actually Russian, if you didn't know. <laughs> yes. I am Russian. Russian. And in that Russian state of mind, I am telling you that you will eventually be able to control your brain. Again. Again, more powerfully. That's awesome. Anyway, anyway, so, I thought that was cool. So, next up is a game coming out soon called. So Tron I got a new story to tell Run. you guys. I'm just kidding. son of a bitch. So Tron runs coming out, and it actually looks pretty cool. So it's going to feature Tron light cycle and disc combat. Includes more than thirty levels, customizable, upgradable characters, and an EDM soundtrack by uh, Giorgio. Armano, Moradero, and oh my, yeah, Rene Giorgio. Shockley. Oh, that dude's awesome. Yeah, game features three modes focused on the identity disc combat, light cycle driving, and endless stream variety. It will be out on February sixteenth on Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and PC. It'll be priced at twenty bucks. Here's the so, problem, though. What I read in here that it said it was an Infinity game. Oh no, Inf Infinite Runners. 
which in my mind means that it's basically one of those games that you play until you die and then you start over again. I could be wrong, but that's what I understand when I read Infinite Runners. <sighs> Maybe I'm wrong. Hang on, let me see. No, there's levels. Maybe not. I don't know. It made it sound like that, but yeah. It looks cool. Visually, it's very awesome. It reminds me of uh, Audio Surf. Did you ever play that? What is it called? Audio Surf. Mm, sounds familiar. Yeah, I don't think I did. That was a great game. I was obsessed with that for a while because you could, it was, it had the Tron style, but you could basically um, open up any song you have on your computer and play it, and it would create a map of your song and it would speed up and slow down based on the tempo of the song you basically like move back and forth on this like road in order to um go through these little like light block things to collect points and oh. do stuff yeah yeah i think but, i played that yeah it was a lot yeah. of fun it was a blast i played that for a good <clears throat> several hours many many times because nice. it was just fun just to jump in there and play some really cool epic songs so it's good stuff yeah yeah cool Anyway, last thing I got here is on the division, oh, and um, they've announced whoa. their season pass. Um, three expansions of their season pass, or actually, their season pass will be three expansions. Oh. So the first one they're going to bring out is called Underground, and it will give players a chance to check out New York City's Underworld, hmm. which we don't know Sounds exactly what this means. Yeah, but. Obviously, um, <laughs> I'm announced. assuming it's going to be like subways and dark places and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's going to focus on four player co-op and is followed by survival, which tasks task players to survive appropriately. Huh. And um, I like that. So that's the next expansion. So that one's going to be called survival. And then the last one is called, ironically, last stand. <laughs> so which is also the same as the Battlefield 4 yeah, I was or, or say, one of the Battlefield expansions is last stand so we don't know what those are about but the first one is underground and it focuses on underground stuff so kind of cool see what happens um, the division launches on that week soon March 8th so get ready excited <laughs> hey, it's or not hopefully the reviews are good I really hope I like this game I do too I want to like it I've been, I've been waiting for so long for it I want something to fill the void that Destiny never had. Yes, thank you. Oh, and it apparently, it has a story, so we'll see. Yep. We'll see what happens. Anyway, all right, that's all we got for you. So uh, we're gonna go away. Austin's gonna go away. I'm gonna just not be in the next segment. How's that? Yeah, that perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And we'll I'll see you guys next week. You're listening to the Inner Gamer. And we're back. Hey. Hey. What's up? We got rid of uh, Austin. We yeah. brought Travis back in. Kick that asshole out of here. Welcome back, Travis. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. <laughs> uh, we're going to be recording our random segment right now. So in our random segment, we just talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. I got so, some good stuff, man. Yeah. You know, let's hear it. Since last I saw you, I've been extremely productive. Yeah. Stayed up till dawn. That was That was good, you know? That's good. Yeah, like that's what watch you the do. sunrise and shit. Yeah, out in out in the wilderness of someone's backyard. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, what'd you watch? I'm just the kidding. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> just actually kidding. watch. I didn't actually watch the sunset. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Anyway, what else did you watch? Well, I uh, I watched all three uh, Hobbit movies, the extended editions. So how long is that? Oh God. Um, uh, like how much of your life did you spend watching? Probably that? ten and a half hours. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy, are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Oh my god! So you spent ten and a half hours? Yeah, watching the Hobbit. Yeah, watch because I never seen well, the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings, right? No, the Hobbit. Oh wait, what? Yeah, that's ten and a half hours. Yeah, with the extended versions. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like they introduced a lot of new things that I had no idea uh, that were in there. Like. Uh, uh, Thorin's father? Yeah. Not in the movie at all, but he's in this movie. Where did this stuff come from? Because that book was like less than 200 pages, I think. Oh, no, it's all, or it's mostly made up. Almost, oh, my God. I think almost 50% of that movie is made up. Yeah. Well, it's Peter Jackson, so he's still yeah. like running the show, I guess, yeah. and throwing his own stuff in there. But geez, 10 and a half hours. So he took, 
So how long was the Lord of the Rings extended series? I longer. Feel like, was longer, it? yeah. Probably it's, around probably around 12 and a half hours. See, that's so much longer, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, they took one book and extended it to 10 and a half hours and three books and just made it an extra couple hours Yeah, long. I know. It's that's crazy. insane. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I even got into, uh, I, I was trying to do a marathon and see how far I could get. Yeah. And I got to, like, I finished the Battle of Five Armies and got, like, halfway through the Fellowship. Like, because that's the order that it goes in. Right. And I got, like, halfway through the Fellowship. I just went to bed. I, was, I, was, yeah. I just fell asleep. I would have been exhausted. I was just I could, like, I, I can't do this. One, I couldn't have made it through, I don't think. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I tried. So is the extra content worth it? I mean, is it... Um, no, not for every single movie. Okay. The first one, no. no. Well, for me, yeah. like even The Hobbit itself, after the first one, wasn't very good in my no, mind. Like, I mean, I, I liked the first one. I thought the first one was great. I mean, I saw it in 3D, so I think that kind of added a little bit to it because it was a good 3D movie. Yeah. But the second one I thought was pretty bad. Yeah, it wasn't very good. The third one I can't even remember. I think I liked it okay, but I think it got really far-fetched. I think the second one is the one you're thinking of that yeah. is really bad. The Desolation of Smaug. Smaug. Smog. Smoggo. Yeah, that guy <laughs> was... Uh... It was kind of dumb, but uh, I don't know. It, it, it was interesting to see the extra content because um, there were a lot of different scenes that kind of just added to the story. Right. And it was still, it was still you know, not as good as Lord of the Rings, the originals, but... It was it was interesting to watch. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would say it's worth it if you're a diehard Lord of the Rings fan. If you're not a diehard Lord of the Rings fan, you're you're gonna be like, uh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I got towards um, I got to see a lot of new stuff that were uh, new scenes that uh, really kind of tied it up a little better. Yeah, so that was nice. Okay, and the Battle of the Five Armies. I, I would say that's the one movie that you should get with the extended version because they have. You know, most of the movie is that battle, right? Right. So the extended shit is in the battle, and it, there's all a bunch of different battle scenes that you had no idea happened, and it, it happens in that in the extended version. It's yeah. crazy, like crazy cool. Like it, just that battle alone is worth the extended version. Yeah. I, I think. Oh yeah. But yeah, the battle scenes are always awesome in that 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 movie. Like yeah, they they definitely pull those <laughs> off really, really well. And I remember the Hobbit one like. I guess the, the non-extended version was really cool. Yeah, so it was they, pretty they cool. They carry that that battle but, but out But think more. of that battle times two. Because oh, that's gosh. how much more content there oh, was. I'm not even joking. Like, there was that much more battling. Wow. It was crazy. Like, I was just like, wait, this is still going? <laughs> I might have to watch that just, yeah. just to see that little bit right yeah, there. Yeah, you that can probably good. watch it on YouTube. I'm sure it's on there. Oh, yeah. I would just pull it up on YouTube and just watch the battle part because there's some really cool shit that happens yeah and the dwarves are, are badass they have like they have like war machines that you didn't see in the, in the oh, movie nice. and then they got like uh, they got like uh, their own uh, mountain goat uh, cavalry that you didn't see <laughs> in the movie and it's just crazy like it's a whole nother battle like it's it's insane wow so I thought it was pretty cool um have you seen the new Suicide Squad trailer no I haven't oh no. man so they use the song uh, Bohemian Rhapsody by yeah. Queen to play this trailer out. You know, like these are a bunch of like villains who are doing dastardly things. I don't know the whole full premise behind the movie. I need to look it up. But the the whole entire thing opens up with like, this is the real life. This is <laughs> just fantasy or whatever. And they're just showing like explosions and crazy yeah, things yeah. going on whenever like the song reaches its like peak level. Yeah. And like whenever like bullets are dropping on the ground, yeah. it's like going sync with the song and everything. Oh, that's and cool. it's, it's got me really excited about Suicide Squad. That's cool, man. I didn't think I'd be that excited about it, but oh my gosh, it's great. By the way, these uh, business cards are fantastic. Oh, you like them? Yeah, they're really nice. Austin didn't like the, uh, the, the color that it came out on the front because it's a matte color. So... It's, I like it. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, I, I went for the matte, and so the, the glossy would have been a richer black, but the matte has a better feel to it. I think. Yeah. I, like the, I don't like the yeah. shiny nature of it. So. Well, this just just makes more sense to me. I mean, I, I yeah. don't see why you would need it to be like super stand out. I mean, like the it, the back. Yeah, I like the back too. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Awesome. You yeah. got something with green, don't you? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, well, yeah. I just I go with green and then I, I just noticed when you did not when you design things you use a lot of green. Yeah, well, designs. I use a lot. I actually I I use a lot more blue, but really with this particular one. No, with, it looks good. I like. Yeah, it. the reason why I went with the the green is because everybody else that's out there that does podcasting does blue does. 
they do some do blue, but most of them do red. So I thought this was a, a nice transition, and the green kind of d- goes along with the whole digital feel. Yeah, that's like, what I was you know, thinking. It's yeah. the whole digital idea of the green and black color and stuff like that. So yeah. kind of lends itself to that a little bit. But it's a really thick card. I mean, it's, yeah, it's but yeah, not, the quality of it's nice. Yeah, it's, and those are only like the fifty cards you got were like thirty bucks, which wasn't bad. So you've been, you've been. Did you see the new Hateful Eight movie, Tarantino film? No, I didn't. So um, I haven't seen it either, but I really want to see it because I love Tarantino. Yeah. But he came out, and it turns out that um, all of his movies, somebody asked him one time, I guess, and turns out every single movie he's ever produced is in the same universe in some form or fashion. Oh, okay. So, like, basically, there's a lot of movies, a lot of the movies, like, I think Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs, Mm. And some of the other ones are in the same universe. So like the guys that exist in Reservoir Dogs are existing in the same world as the other ones. Okay. And then the ones that that are like kind of out there a little bit, like Kill Bill, <clears> which <throat> has got that whole thing, it exists in a a parallel universe kind of idea or mm. something like that. That's I really to weird. I the article to find out exactly what they said. But So uh, all his Quentin... Tarantino movies? Every single one of them has, is, yeah, full of the same thing. What so, about like Django? Yep, even Django. So they're two separate universes. So there's the realer than real universe and all the characters inhabit that one universe. And then he says that then there's this movie universe. So from dusk till dawn, kill bill, and they take place in this movie universe. So that Uh means that the characters from reservoir dogs and Pulp Fiction could watch from dusk till dawn in theaters. And that even in this fictional world, Tarantino has fans. So like, what the hell? yeah, so like <laughs> his characters, he creates movies that his characters in his real world movies would basically want to go see at theaters. Okay. And those, that's the other universe. Um, so when, like when they go to the movies, Kill Bill is what they go to see from Dust Till Dawn is what they go to see. And, uh, yeah, so that was kind of interesting that it's a little interesting, that's how he's yeah. brought his whole world together. So I guess Django is one that his characters in his movies would go see also. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're like ready to kill people and destroy people. And yeah, right. Stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I saw Zoolander yesterday. Oh yeah, you told me yeah. the original Zoolander. Yeah, hadn't seen it, and I figured since Zoolander two is coming out, I might as well get myself ready. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to that, but really? whatever. Did you like the first one? I I mean I like Zoolander. I think it's funny, but it's I would corny, only watch it like one time yeah i don't think i'd ever go back and watch there it again was, well my coworkers were like oh you gotta go see this it's gonna be so good you're gonna love it and so I no that's the thing it was probably gonna suck and when they take every time they've done something like that like uh good example dumb and dumber oh yeah that was a classic movie yeah good movie and, and then they when they brought it, it back <laughs> they, they destroyed it it just just shat all over it you yeah. know so they're doing it again right because they know people will try and go see it and that's all that matters. Yeah. Once they get that ticket stub, you know, they've... Yeah, they're, they've, they're golden. They've yeah. got their gold. And they don't have to make another one because so, this one worked out for them. I hate that. I hate that strategy. It just ruins movies. Yeah. I, I really don't... I don't think this is going to be a good movie. I could be wrong, but most of the time when something like this happens, it's awful. <laughs> well, Zoolander was not at all what I thought it was. I don't know what I thought it was. I thought he was like a super, like a super powered guy or something. I don't like think that. there's I don't know any... I, I don't that. think you're supposed to know what it is yeah. when you go like into it. Fashion star. I was like, yeah, uh, okay. It's yeah. not what I thought it was going to be. It's a little strange. And Will Ferrell is super weird in that movie. I know. It's funny. So funny. But it was pretty good. I was I was into it. Um, Yeah. And then uh, what else was I watching the other day? I started watching Making a Murderer. Remember Making that? a Murderer. It's a new documentary on Netflix. Oh. And... um. It's about a guy in some small town in Wisconsin, I believe is where it is. And he's accused of raping this girl on the side of a beach in their town. And he gets put to prison for 18 years and eventually gets out because he was wrongfully accused and DNA like proved that he was innocent. Mm-hmm. And then he gets caught again doing something else. Like, And then now he's up for trial for that. So like it's... It's a 10-year documentary series that they've been working they've been working on for 10 years. Yeah. And they finally got Netflix to be like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll produce it for you." So they've been researching and putting it all together and So they're, this guy's they're story. showing how he became a criminal. 
yeah, more or less like the the pathways to this guy becoming this murderer kind of. That's crazy. Yeah, in the first episode, I've only seen the first one, but it was an interesting look at this guy. They got deep in this guy's world and the people Mm -hmm. around him and how his family is well known as a small, like kind of more or less rednecky kind of town, I guess. Yeah. A little bit. Um, No offense, but that's kind of what it it was. But uh, I don't know. Backwater, dirty motherfucker. Right? Yeah. (laughs) That's basically what it was. Yeah. Um, Everybody sleeps to everybody. uh, Oh, God. (laughs) No, it wasn't like that. But It's okay. She's my cousin. She's my cousin. It was was good, though. It was, it's pretty interesting, but I also watched, uh, what else did I watch last night? Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Is that a scary movie? No, it's a TV show. It's no. a Netflix show. I don't watch really any Netflix originals. Really? Dude, I mean, good. isn't Orange is the New Black is one yes. of them? I'll, I'll watch that. That one's awesome. My girlfriend watches that. Oh, I love Orange is the New Black. It's pretty good. But yeah, um, If you like that, you need to watch Weeds. Have you watched Weeds? Yeah, I watched... Um, okay, good. I, man, I saw a lot of seasons of that. Yeah, that was a great show. That was a good show. Yeah, that was from the same creator. But Marco Polo is about uh, Kublai Khan mm. and uh, actual Marco Polo. Yeah. Like, with Kublai Khan and he like becomes a servant like his Marco Polo's dad basically like leaves him with Kublai Khan Mm -hmm. and like sacrifices him in order to go like get back the Silk Road or something like that so Marco Polo gets locked up and then eventually I guess Kublai Khan grows an interest to Marco Polo and starts working with him and helping him out to train him on like the ways of the Mongolians or whatever I wonder and, uh, how that from from that history, his name is now used to play a game in a swimming. Pool. I know, right? Like, how did that happen, <laughs> Marco Polo? <laughs> so weird. Like, what the hell? This guy I, is that's prob- a good question. He's got like a, a a vast history back in the Middle Ages, and, he, and he's, yep. he's his name's used as a swimming pool game. <laughs> that's that's pretty 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 demoralizing. I mean, it's, it's pretty like, bad. Like, like you what know? if he came back? It was like, hey. I'm Marco Polo. I'm back. And they're like, oh, Polo. Oh, Polo. <laughs> He's like, what? He wouldn't understand. Yeah. He'd be confused. Oh, yeah. And it's not he, like having a statue made of yourself. But yeah, he'd no, go to like a, a water game that kids play. He'd go like a, a summer uh, a barbecue or something, and like there'd be kids playing in the pool, and he'd be like, why are they saying my name <laughs> like that? I don't understand. <laughs> what is going on? And he's like, oh, they know who I am. And like, oh, you guys know who I am? And like, no, who are you? I'm Marco Polo. Oh, you want to play? <laughs> like, no, that's what you that's say. You say I my really name. Am. I'm Marco Polo. I'm really Marco Polo. I, I, was, I did this and then defeated these enemies. You know, and like, they're like, what? No. No, you're, you're, just a, yeah. you're just a game. You're just making it up, man. You don't know who you're talking about. You didn't discover anything. Yeah, it's a... Uh, Wait, didn't he discover? No, that was Christopher Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I, I didn't want to say anything, but I yeah, don't remember yeah. what Marco Polo was was famous for. Yeah. I know he was... He I was, guess he, See, I need to read up on the history to see how historically accurate this, this show was, is. Was it during the uh, uh, the Holy Wars that he was he did something? He was an Italian merchant traveler who travels... Okay. Who travels... Are recorded in Livres de Merveilles du Monde. Oh, good God. A book that introduced Europeans to Central Asia and China. He learned the mercantile trade from his father and uncle who traveled through Asia and met Kublai Khan. Oh, so the story is true. In 1269, they returned to Venice to meet Marco for the first time. The three of them embarked on an epic journey to Asia, returning after 24 years to find Venice at war with Genoa. Marco was imprisoned and dictated his stories to a cellmate. He was released in 1299, became a wealthy merchant, married, and had three children. And he died in 1324 and was buried in the church of San Lorenzo. In okay, so he was an explorer. Yeah, basically. And he documented his travels, so that's how people know about him. I guess I can kind of see the game now. Yeah. Because like, he's looking. Marco. I'm like, here comes Apollo's over here. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Traveling around. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I wonder if they have anything about the water game. I don't know if they do. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Have you watch anything else? Any other good things or uh, shows, comic yeah, readings, yeah, book yeah, readings, yeah. any of that? Stuff? Oh, I got a new book on Lord of the Rings. Oh, really? <laughs> More Lord of the Rings? More? I'm so obsessed right now; it's ridiculous. Beyond ten and a half hours, you're gonna get no. But I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna try to read the books because I only read the first one, and then the movies were out, and I was like, hey, these are better. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot easier to read or watch, watch the movies movie, yeah. than it is to read the books. But I, uh, Sarah got me this book, um, and it's basically before The Hobbit and everything. 
that yeah. wasn't really published. It was just kind of they found some notes of his, and then yeah, you know, it's like an encyclopedia kind of thing okay. that kind of explains Middle Earth a little better. So if you get confused in the movies about something, you can use this book as a reference, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. It might might be kind of jumpy. I don't know how much of a story is actually in there. Yeah. But I don't know. It was interesting because apparently he wrote these 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 small small short stories like in nineteen like ten or twelve or something. Yeah. Like pretty far a long time ago, and then he died, and he, and no one ever knew about it. And his son uh, found the notes and published it himself. So. Okay. Interesting. That's interesting. apparently the story. Wow. So yeah, that's awesome. Good shit. Well, I know you got to go to work. I do so, have to go to work. So yeah. we wrap up. Yeah, oh, right. it was good uh, talking to you. Yeah, getting getting this podcast uh, going again. Finished out. Finished so, out. <laughs> next week we're gonna have a lot more video games. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, we're gonna have a lot of stuff next week. Oh yeah. By the way, oh, when yeah. are we gonna do the podcast next week? I have no idea. <laughs> I think we're gonna try, if possible, after we leave Sunday, like drive back here and do it and do it oh okay it if we can make idea. that work so what if we just brought all our equipment and did it well we thought about doing that but i don't know i'd, I'd rather i'd rather leave it here since it's already set up and we oh, just come Jesus. back and just do it you it's know not, you don't even have to do that much oh, I have no, idea. <laughs> I have no idea man so much all uh, right the all transportation right. Uh, we already got a whole bunch of equipment we're taking down there for videoing anyway. uh, okay all right so all right. We'll, we'll see what happens. But anyway, thanks for listening to us, guys. If you have any questions, you can email us at hello at theinnergamer.net. You can also follow us online by looking up The Inner Gamer on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. And we will be back next week with our very extensive very. discussion on PAX South. It's going to be awesome. In San Antonio. I'm excited. So have a good week. And until next time. Until next time. I'm Brett Yanoski. I'm Travis Tramer. And you've been listening to The Inner Gamer. The Gamer. Da-da. Da-da-da. <laughs>